Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Bob Sauerberg, who is the lead director and board member of Reddit, former president and CEO of Condé Nast, and uh, earlier in his career, he was the CFO of the New York Times Magazine Group. He graduated from the University of Arkansas in the business school. He majored in finance, uh, graduated back in 83. Are you sure that shouldn't be 2003? You, you don't look like you could have graduated. You no, know, look, I try, I try to stay young, but it uh, seems like yesterday, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And I know you had a number of friends while you were going to school that have done quite well, too. You you had a cohort that just seemed to do really well in business. We sure did. And, you know, I, I grew up in Central Florida and I came to the University of Arkansas to play golf. The golfers always have a lot of relationships. And so and you learn real quickly, besides the art of the game, you learn how to be a gentleman and how to, how to have relationships. And I think a lot of my friends in the golf team and other people we knew sort of had those people skills to figure out how to get out and then were motivated to do so. So thankfully, the foundation at the university really gave us you know, that jump start. So, Bob, uh, obviously, I know you've got great people skills. What made you decide to uh, study finance as an undergraduate? I mean, obviously, finance is the, it's the language of making money. And, you know, for whatever reason, I always liked to, I liked to make money. And my dad was a finance, corporate finance person that kind of traveled around the country in different jobs. And so he had a big influence on me. And it turned out that a lot of the people at my club and people that I were that I spent time with in Central Florida had that background. So I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be in business, I need to really know this. And it was I got my foundation at the University of Arkansas and later got my MBA, which really, you know, took it to the next level to help me really understand the finer details of how to how to run a company and how to do deals and et cetera, et cetera. Your career started with the New York Times Magazine Group in finance and administration, various roles. And later, of course, you became president and CEO of Condé Nast when I met you the first time. But I'm kind of curious if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about your experience at the New York Times Magazine Group and also how that prepared you for your leadership role at Condé Nast? Yeah. You know, I started out, actually, I, I had a stint at the newspapers, at the New York Times newspapers to start too, right before I got into magazines. So I went into media because I was enamored, again, and you've already dated me, 1983, right? And at the time, the media business was the hot thing. It was Every media company's value was going up. The business models were very profitable and fun, interesting people. So I got into it. I love the business model. But I think most importantly, I got attached to mentors, great leaders who took me under their wing 
and taught me things and told me, you know, I, I no question was a stupid question and you got to learn everything from the ground up. And so I, you know, what I did is I, I, I got out and I learned how to, I learned circulation, I learned distribution. I was a finance person, you know, in, you know, working, that was my core job, but at night, the afternoons, I befriended every peer I had, and I dug into to trying to learn everything I could about the business. And I found that I was pretty good at everything, except I wasn't a great journalist. I, I, I actually went out and tried to write stories and headlines and things, too. And I, I that part was not my, uh, I figured out I couldn't really do that. But I think that foundation of having people in my life, leaders that allowed me to expand my wings to learn new things, encourage me to go to leadership development programs and to really, you know, get to know the different disciplines of the business. That laid the foundation. I, I could never have been a CEO without really understanding all the aspects of the business. And so from day one at the New York Times, from newspapers to magazines, then all, you know, the media business just became one big, massive change event. So we had content, we had distribution, and the ways we, you know, uh, the way we distributed the content and, you know, the whether it was digital or print, whatever, continued to change. So I think that, you know, knowing all aspects of that part of the business helped me continue to be able to change with it. That's such an important point. Several of the CEOs that I've uh, interviewed on the Epic podcast have brought this point up and they made an extra effort. In some cases, they took lateral moves to broaden their experience because they knew they wanted to be a CEO at some point in the future. I mean, I definitely did that. I, you know, I was a finance expert and I went in and ran, I was an ad director for a while. And I went as a, you know, went into consumer marketing, you know, and learned all that part of it. So I took a variety of things that were critical. And you know what? And they were risky at the time because, you know, you didn't know if you could get back into some other thing. But I was curious and interested. And again, I kind of felt like that the leaders that encouraged me would look out for me. I feel like I had that trust and foundation. But, you know, nothing's... Nothing's guaranteed. And so I, I do, I think that's exactly right. You got to take risks. You got to learn new things. Hopefully, you, you know, you also got to pick your, pick your bosses very carefully. Well, that's true. Uh, your bosses really have a big impact on your future. Well, you know, Condé Nast has an audience that includes some of the world's most influential people, given its titles of Vogue, Vanity Fair, Glamour, GQ, The New Yorker, Condé Nast Traveler, Wired, and Pitchfork, among others. I would imagine this in and of itself created some challenges. You know, here here I'm a central Florida young man going to University of Arkansas, and all of a sudden I'm, I have 1.2 million square feet, and I'm in the World Trade Center, the first person that moved in after 9-11, and I have all the fashion people who didn't like that and were nervous about this and culturally very interesting. I mean, Anna Winter worked for me. She's very close with the Clintons. She's in the world with every CEO, Fortune 500 company and politics. So 
Yes, there's a lot of personalities and a lot of influence. And our brands had probably more influence than we had in terms of business acumen. It was just an important part of the company's history and culture. So for me, honoring that history and that culture and the fact that every editor came to work to try to find the way the world would work in their specific genres, but also help them learn how to make it a better business. I felt really good about having them learn how to do that in print and digital, then actually more focused, where we used to be more focused on advertising, be more focused on consumer revenue, and then video. You know, right now, Connie asks, video is probably one of its most important content types. The magazines are thankfully still published and successful and good businesses, but the video, consumer pay, those are the, the future you know, content types and business models for the company. While you were at the helm of Condé Nast, you were able to triple the audience. This was during an interval of time in history when media was undergoing huge upheaval. How did you go about doing that? Well, I'm just going to pick it back on what I just said is that their editors, you know, the greatest headline is the most interesting thing that happened today in the industry. And they knew it because they were defining it. So we taught them there's an art and a science of it, too. They knew what was important. And we taught them through all the digital teams that we invest. We brought in a new team of digital experts who were good at figuring out how to distribute it to the right place, get it in front of consumers so that they would connect with it. And so that's the science of it. And I hired a whole new team to do that. And they were experts at it. And after we went through the cultural, you know, it's not easy doing that, right? So it took a while for them to really assimilate. But once they did, it really took off. You know, I would just use the Yorker as a prime example. Once the editor started thinking more about how their stories were going to be consumed rather than how they, you know, how it might work with advertisers. It really did change their mindset and they're very proud of it. Bob, you have a reputation for developing leaders. How do you go about developing leaders? The first thing you do is you find technically competent, motivated people. And if they've got the foundation and they're motivated, then you've just got to take away the things that demotivate people. So keep the culture so that they can grow and do their thing, encourage them. You know, any, any really bright person can learn anything really quick if they're motivated. So I spent more time on the human attributes of that than I did, you know, other metrics in terms of humans. So, Bob, you're now on the board of directors of Reddit. And for those listening um, who may not know, Reddit's a social news aggregation discussion website, has over 200 million monthly visitors. And I have to say, Bob, I'm, it's, it's remarkable to me that you have been on the board for 11 years. Were you on from the very beginning? Yes. Yeah, so Connie Nass bought Reddit. 12 years ago for it was it's been reported at 10 million so i'm just going to stick with the public reporting of that we actually operated it for a while so when i took over operating it, the founders had quit 
we had three people in an office who were all threatening to quit. And we had a site that had no revenue, but it was doubling every month. So I was like, wow. And it was a website. It wasn't mobile. It was all this stuff wasn't happening. So we start from there to what we have today, which is actually now, since since we talked the tournament, we have 400 million monthly users. Wow. Sixth largest site in the U.S., growing massively around the world. Publicly, has been reported that we just we fundraised just a few months ago at six billion dollars. Both the founders have been back from time to time, but the founder that did most of the development is the CEO. He's back and leading the effort, and we will end up more than doubling our revenue every year the last three years, gearing up uh, to go public next year. You know, another example of just finding good people and letting them do the thing, not trying to stifle their innovation. And, you know, I'm real proud of it and we'll see it. It, it will become a billion user global business before you know it. And my guess is we'll blink and they'll have 10 billion in revenue, you know, in just a short period of time. So it will be, you know, one of the next big uh, digital businesses. It's really remarkable, I mean, to see what Reddit has done in such a short time. And it's it's really neat that, you know, an alum of our college is the lead director and on the board, and you've been involved for so long. Quite remarkable. Thank you. It's It's definitely, look, for all the people listening, you know what? You can do it. You're going to get a great education. Dean Waller, you're going to move things forward, and you know, and don't let anybody tell you you can't you can't do anything. And that, that's that's you know what I'd say to everyone is that uh, anything is possible. So our aspirations are just go for it. Well, Bob, uh, that's uh, great advice for for our students and for everyone else. Thank you so much for taking time to visit with me today, and. At some point, I'd like to talk even more about uh, Reddit and, and especially as um, the future unfolds here. Uh, but I wish you the best in that endeavor as well. Thank you. I'd love to do that. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.